0: What's the expectation if nothing changes? What's going to happen to your cash? What's going to happen to your profit next month? You'll be able to tell those if you've got these systems in place. Welcome to the business behind your business. Conversations to help your business grow and thrive. Hi, I'm Paul Sweeney, founder of Premium Solutions, chartered accountants and certified business advisors, Hosting the Business Behind Your Business. So, welcome to the Business Behind Your Business, and we've been focusing a lot on how you recover in times of crisis and some of the things that you need to be doing. So what we're going to do today, though, is we're going to actually have a quick run through some of the factors that are necessary for you to succeed in small business. And uh, look, we're just going to touch on these briefly, and we're going to be looking to unpack some of these in more detail uh, in future episodes. And in fact, we've already looked at some in past episodes. So if you want to go and check those out, go to thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com, and uh, you'll be able to find the past episodes uh, on our website or you can download them in your favorite podcast player. So we're going to have a look today at how you succeed in small business and we're going to have a look at, I guess, a number of factors to help make successful outcomes and to make sure that you're on the right track to not only make profit in good times but also in the bad times, which we're experiencing a lot of at the moment. So the first one that we see a lot of is, I call it getting advice before you start. Now, we see a lot of business owners come to us as accountants, and they haven't got advice before they've started. And that could be the wrong structure, or it could be the wrong market, or they've set up incorrectly, or they haven't complied with all their tax obligations. They haven't got advice about running a business before they start, or whether they've actually done the homework on, is it a viable business? Do they have the skills necessary to run this business? So getting advice before you start is, is critical. But look, if you haven't done that, if you didn't do that, didn't get advice before you started, the best time now, as I said, the best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The next best time is now. So it's time to get advice, have that conversation with your accountant or your business advisor right now about how you can yeah, succeed in small business, really. So what are you going to do to be successful? What's your business about? What's your market? How are you going to capitalize on the opportunities? So get some advice as well about, are you in the right structure? Have you got up to date with all your tax obligations? So that's some of the things of getting advice before you start. And and leading into the next item that we want to talk about is this idea of a business plan. Now, this comes on the back of getting advice before you start. So a business plan is essentially the action plan. What you want to achieve and how you're going to do it. And look, we, we've covered this in, in previous um, discussions on setting up business plans and and what goes into a business plan, but effectively, what is the outcome that you want to achieve? How much profit do you want to achieve? What sort of sales do you want to make? What other lifestyle issues do you or, or needs do you have from your business that you want to achieve? And, and we know where we're going, we can set it in place a plan of things we need to do to make sure we get to that point. So having a plan is is a good roadmap. You know, we don't go on holidays without planning first where we're going to go and what we're going to do and whether we're going to we do lots of sightseeing or just relax, but we have a plan before we start. So the same with your business, You need to have that plan in place before we start. So business plan, uh setting objectives and outcomes, very good. But we also need to look at what are the cash needs of the business and what's the cash flow going to be. So are we going to be getting paid at the time of per- of, of sale, which is a great way to do it because you're not having to wait to be paid, or are you going to be selling on an account where you're going to have to wait 7, 14, 28 days before you get paid by your customer. Now, if that's the case, you need to manage your cash flow a lot more tightly than if you are getting paid up up front for those sales now on the other side though if you're looking at stocking inventory you've got product on hand you don't have to pay for that up front unless you're getting terms from suppliers and and those terms are not as favorable now as they used to be everybody's moving more to an upfront payment for before delivery so managing cash flow like when are you going to get paid for the sales you make When are you going to have to pay for the stock that you're going to hold? How quickly does it take you to turn that stock into a sale? How long does it take you to start a service, if you're a service-based industry, to when you get paid for it? So managing the cash flow, how long does it take to convert a sale into cash? And when do you actually have to pay for your expenses? So looking at the cash flow and get an idea of the timing. When do you need to pay your tax payments, your GST, your goods and services tax, your, pay, uh, your payroll, your, your withholding from payroll, uh, your superannuation. When do these need to be paid in those lump sums? And factor in as well any loan repayments you need to make along the way. So get an idea of when your cash flows are occurring because it may not be the same each month. It may be seasonal. It may be linked to key events like you know Christmas, like Friday, Easter, Halloween, or any of those times of the year. Or end of financial year is a big one where a lot of people clear stock and and sales so have a look at the timing of your cash flows and that will help you identify when you're going to have some shortages or when you're going to have surplus and then you can identify what you're going to do with those surpluses so it's important to have those in place now how do you track what is actually going on in your business and this is where your accounting records are critical here and look we've seen a lot of businesses recently uh, applying for grants and assistance and funding or even bank loans And they don't have their accounting records. They don't have a system of tracking what their business is paying out in terms of the expenses, what's costing them to run the business, and what the sales are. And they can't quickly construct a financial report to show the bank, hey, this is how profitable we are, or this is how solid our asset base is. We have stock on hand. We have cash on hand. We have these other business assets or plant and equipment, and these are the sales we're making. You should be able to tell as a business owner at any point in time what cash position you are in, what sales history you have, what profit position you're at, who owes your money, what the strength of your balance sheet is. So you need to have those accounting records in place. Now, having those accounting records in place enables you to produce financial reports. So at any point in time, providing your accounting system is up to date, that you can produce a report showing how much profit you've made in the last month, how much profit you've made so far this year, how much profit you've made compared to last year or compared to your budget or your forecast for this year. How much money are you owed by your customers? How much money do you owe to your suppliers? All of those reports are easily and quickly produced from modern-day accounting systems. So if you've got the accounting system in place, then you can produce those reports very quickly giving you the information you need to run your business. And then when you do need to supply them at, at a moment's notice or, or quickly to support a loan application or a grant application or a uh, request for funding, then you've got them available. there, And that's not going to hold up the process. So having those systems in place, having access to those reports, gives you a very quick idea of what's going on in your business. So if something is not going the way that you intended, you can identify it quickly and you can act on it quickly and prevent Um, you know any cash flow problems or you might identify that stock isn't selling so you need to do something quickly to sell those stocks so you could change your marketing strategy in result you know as a result of the position you're in and say hey we need to clear this product so let's focus our efforts on selling that product so you've got that information available use it to run your business better make it more successful so we can we can forecast those things so as I said we have a plan we have cash flow forecasts and those can be used in comparison to your financial report so you can actually track how well you're going compared to what you estimated and are you on track to meet the goals that you set back in your business plan so using comparatives so you can compare to uh, prior year financial information uh, prior period or a cash flow forecast or a budget forecast, to give you an idea of how you're going, are you on track to meet your goals? How's your business performing compared to last year? Has it had a downturn? How much was that downturn? How quickly did it recover last time? What's the expectation if nothing changes? What's going to happen to your cash? What's going to happen to your profit next month? You'll be able to tell those if you've got these systems in place. Then during the process, as I said, like if you've got a situation where your stock is not moving, and you can tell that because you've got your inventory records, which are linked to your accounting system. If your stock is not moving, then your marketing strategy can be changed or adjusted to focus on selling those items or clearing them from your stock because while you're holding onto them as stock, they're consuming cash. You've already paid for them, but you're not getting sales. You're not getting cash from selling that product, so you need to clear it, and that's where you need to adjust your marketing strategy to focus on clearing those items, but still doing it profitably. But with the information you've got from your accounting system, from your financial reports, from the information that you've got available, you can make those decisions to adjust your marketing strategy, address problems with stock holdings or clear stock, or even more importantly, know when it's time to focus on special events. Special events like Christmas, Easter, end of financial year, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Halloween, Special events, public holidays maybe, depends on what what you're focusing on, what your industry is. There'll be different key moments throughout the year where your sales are gonna be higher. So your marketing strategy needs to be adjusted to capitalize on that, let your customers know well in advance what you're gonna be doing, what they can buy from you at that point. And that's really important because if you're not gonna take advantage of those opportunities or those key events in your year, then you can be guaranteed that your competitors are. So you're going to miss out. Your business is going to go backwards because they're going to capitalise on it. They're going to pick up more market share. So you need to plan your marketing strategy to take advantage of those key events throughout the year. And and part of those planning for your marketing strategy is planning in terms of how much product do you need? How much marketing do you need to do? What do you need to spend on marketing? Whether it's through social media or other forms of publicity, advertising, advertising. What do you need to spend? What are you gonna be outlaying? So how is your cash flow gonna be affected? So if you're gonna focus on those key events, you're gonna have peaks in your cash spending and you should also have a corresponding peak in your cash inflows from selling. Now that inflow from selling might be after you've spent the money on acquiring the stock or spending on the marketing. So you need to be careful of that and, and measure that through your cash flow monitoring from your accounting records and your financial reports. All of those systems work together to give you a good understanding of where your business is at. They give you a good understanding of how you're tracking and how you're performing. So you can make changes based on accurate information. You've got good knowledge about what's going on in your business and you've got the financial information to back that up. So you can make changes to adjust to a more profitable strategy, to stop a non-profitable strategy to stop a leakage of cash, if something's not working, you can turn the tap off straight away. But you can only really do that if you've got up-to-date financial information, marketing information, and you know exactly what's going on in your business. You've got good systems and good reporting in place. So it pays to have those in place, have somebody reliable entering the data or collecting the data from other systems. Now, a lot of the systems work together and integrate so that you don't actually have to key in data. So a lot of your Google Analytics and your Facebook Analytics can tie into other marketing products, which can also tie back into your accounting and financial systems. So there's a lot of information available, but you do need to know what's available. And you do need to know, even on a basic level, how it works so that you can actually understand what it means, where that data is coming from, and how to use it. So there's a little bit of homework involved in finding out, at least at a basic level, what each of those tools is capable of telling you, what it actually tells you about your business and how you can use it. Now, you may not be the right person to actually go and use that information in your, in your business. You may be better off getting somebody else who is skilled in that area to, to do it or to advise you, but it does help to have a little bit of knowledge so that you can at least understand what uh, the implications are what that data means for your business and so you can make sensible, meaningful decisions that are gonna help you be more successful. So who do you use? Um, Well, this is where you've gotta be careful in who you hire, who do you engage? How do you actually know who is gonna be the right person either as an employee in your business or a contractor or service provider to your business. So you do need to do some research about who you're going to be dealing with, who are they, what are their skills, what's their experience, what are their customers saying about them, what are their past employers saying about them. So do some research and make sure that you get the right people. Now, there's a whole host of other factors to consider when you're hiring staff, when you're hiring team members for your business, or when you're hiring other contractors. But in a basic level, you need to understand, do they have the skills that you need to do the tasks that you need them to do. And what you know, do they have the experience? Are they going to be able to provide that service to you in the right time frame, at the right level of, of quality? And you know, is it going to actually save you time and cost? And you're going to be able to use that information to grow your business. So it's not just a simple case of let's find the guy that does great marketing, great websites, if it's not going to convert to sales revenue for you. So you do need to take a bit of time. You've got to take responsibility for your hiring. You know, who are you working with? Delegating those tasks to an employee or to a contractor does not mean that you abdicate your responsibility. You are still responsible as the business owner for what goes on in your business. So you need to be on top of who is doing the work for you. Are they the right person? Okay, so one of the other things we need to know is who are we selling to? Who are our customers? What do we know about our customers? So in the past, we've talked about the need for a customer relationship management system or a way of tracking. Who are we selling to? What, are they, what do they buy from us? When do they buy from us? How much did they buy from us? So our customers are a key. Okay, who are they? What do we know about them? What do they like to buy? What are they interested in? And we can tell a lot of this by our customer relationship management system, which ties into our our marketing, our social media. A lot of that information can be joined together. We can find out more about who our customers are. So if we know our customers only buy from us on sales, then we need to let them know when we're having sales. If they tend to buy from us on a Friday, then maybe that Friday is when we tell them about what we've got on sale, what our new products are. Are they repeat customers? Have they bought something where we stock a... A consumable for that item so an example would be coffee machines particularly those coffee machines that use pods with the pods you've got what we call a slave product there yeah you know, they've bought the coffee machine but the only way they can make coffee with that machine is to keep buying the pods of that particular brand so if you're selling those pods then you need to you know if, if you're the supplier of the pods they've got to buy from you yeah you know, if they want coffee using their machine they've got to keep coming back to you so we've got ways of working out what our customers need. So if they do have a purchase from you, I'll say a coffee machine, then how do you let them know you've really got new stock or we've got new flavours involved. You communicate to your customers. Let them know what's going on. Let them know when new products are arriving. Let them know what's on sale. Let them know what's seasonal, what they might need. So if you've been shopping online, you would have seen things like when you click on a particular item, maybe somewhere else on the screen, it might tell you that other people who bought that product also bought these items they also bought these items which go with the product you're looking at so when you buy that product you might think well i do actually need okay I might be looking at a camera well i need a new case i need the sd card to go with it and people have bought this particular brand i need a battery to go with it so what are the other things so communicate with customers about what they what they need so they may have bought something from you in the past but there may be something that goes well with what they've bought in the past. Or we know that they're buying a particular style of product and you can focus your marketing on those particular interests. So you send them information that they're interested in about products they're interested in so that they'll make sales or they'll purchase from you. So communicate with your customers. Let them know what's going on in your business. Let them know opportunities to purchase from you. Communicate with them. And... Yeah, The the temptation is when things are hard, we don't communicate enough. We're going to our shell. This is the time we really need to communicate. The other side of it is when things are going well, we stop communicating because we've got a lot of work. But we've got to keep feeding those future sales. So keep communicating, keep your marketing strategy going and keep in contact with customers. And, you know, the best customer is a repeat customer because they already understand what you sell. They already understand who you are and what you you can do for them. So they're the easiest people to sell to, but often we ignore our existing customers and focus too much on the next type of customer. So keep communicating with our previous customers. They may not have bought from you for for a year or two years, but get back in contact with them. Let them know what you can do for them. So communication. So these tools are, are quite important in growing a successful business. And look, they all work together. So you do need each one and you can focus only on one of those particular tools. But they do work together to give you a much better idea of what's going on in your business, give you the information to make meaningful decisions and grow a successful business. And that's what it's all about. You want to grow a successful business. So use the tools, the information that's available. Get advice. Get the right advice. Use the tools correctly build a plan, understand your financial information, understand your customers, understand who's buying from you and develop a strategy so that you can increase your sales to the right customers profitably and know that you're doing so because you've got good information behind you. And when you're growing a successful business with profitable sales, then you're going to succeed in the long term. And that's what we want for every small business owner, and we want small business owners to grow into larger businesses. And we do that by being successful and doing these things well, having good systems in place, using the information wisely to run our business better. And and that's what we want you to do. So. So these are some of the things, and we touched on them as pretty much an overview. If you'd like us to go into more detail on any one of these subjects or you've got questions about this, then drop us a comment, reach out to us through uh, either the comment section below, or you can send us an email at uh, podcast at thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com, or you can ask us a question by going to speakpipe.com forward slash business and we'll feature that question on an upcoming episode we'll get in touch with uh if it's a marketing question we'll get our marketing team to answer that question for you in a future episode if it's a hr or employment question we will get our hr specialist to to have a chat about that issue that you've raised so we'd like to hear from you so please let us know what you need to know about your business the question that you have and how we can help you thanks for listening Do you have a question you'd like our team of experts to answer? If you do, send your question to podcast at thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com. To hear more from The Business Behind Your Business, don't forget to subscribe using your favorite podcast player, or you can visit the businessbehindyourbusiness.com website.